0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson, and today we'll have a very special guest, First District Councilman and Mayor Pro Tem of Kansas City, Missouri, Scott Wagner. Wagner will join for a frank discussion about the $800 million bond package, which was overwhelmingly approved by Kansas City, Missouri voters on April 4th. Now that it's over, Wagner will discuss how worried he was heading into the final vote, What measures the council had considered as backup plans in the event that one or more of the measures didn't pass? At what point he figured out that it was a done deal? His long-term sidewalk advocacy throughout Kansas City, and what it was like to see these efforts come to fruition? And we'll also talk about questions four and five on the ballot, which were also passed by Kansas City, Missouri voters. Question four, a citywide sales tax to benefit economic development on the east side. And question five marijuana legislation which reduced the penalty for possession to $25 and eliminated the possibility of jail time. We'll also talk about some issues moving forward, including Wagner's thoughts about an upcoming Kansas City Fire Department audit on overtime pay, and whether or not Wagner has his sights set on the 2019 Kansas City-Missouri mayoral race. Without further ado, our conversation with First Sister Councilman and Mayor Pro Tem, Scott Wagner. Thank you for listening. Here we are, here with Scott Wagner up in his office at City Hall. I appreciate you taking the time. Always a pleasure. Congratulations. uh, All of the items passed. Yeah. Um, More handily than expected, probably more than the polls suggested. Yeah. Um, So I guess I'll just start with the basics. Um, obviously a little tired. You you were out late last night and up earlier this morning. Yes. But how are you feeling? And uh, I'm assuming you're you're running on pure adrenaline at this Uh, point.
1: I I am running on pure adrenaline. It is uh, just uh, the excitement of uh, everything coming to pass. I mean, the last several days especially have just been very uh, uh, meteoric in the sense that uh, you you get a call that asks you... Uh, You know, go to this public meeting or go call this person or go do this interview. And uh, I, I, along with, uh, you know, my colleagues have done a lot of that. We, um, you know, we did over, I think at last count, 89 public meetings across the city. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... I participated in at least 20 of them myself, right. if not more. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just gratifying to uh, see the return. I think um, despite the naysayers and despite those on social media who uh, said you couldn't trust us, that you didn't need to spend this money and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, um, it is gratifying to see that the message came through and came through in the way that it did. Um, there's, it's just very difficult to describe that. Right. No. So I won't even try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that for now, right? Yeah. Right. Well, real talk here. Now that it's over, you can be honest. Yeah. Uh, how worried were you about the bond package and what, which, which question were you most concerned about in those last hours, last days beforehand?
1: Well, uh, truthfully, you know, I always felt like it was going to be uh, a squeaker. Mm-hmm. That we would just get our fifty-seven point one percent. You know, anytime you have to have a super majority, that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, you know, with with, with uh, the level of disinformation out there, um, you know, my you know, it, it was really kind of a, a revolving piece of, you know, will people understand what we're trying to do with sidewalks, and, mm-hmm. and will that uh, have an issue? Um, you know, you had folks who who uh, did not like the animal shelter because they felt like you shouldn't um, put such effort in for, for our animals here in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so would that, you know, have some sort of backlash to it? Or, you know, with flood control, would... You know, if if people weren't having flooded basements, would they understand the need to do flood control in the city? And so. I was talking to sorry to interrupt, but I was talking to Councilman
0: McManus about that very briefly. Yeah. And you even wonder. I mean, you you like to think that people maybe aren't so swayed by these factors that are so immediate, but right. It being overcast and rainy for the last few right. days before, I mean, is that a factor in getting this in this right. stuff through? I mean,
1: well, I mean, what you what it really boils <laughs> down to is, in my mind is, you know, the reason why you have those concerns is your your ultimate concern is will people simply vote for their own self interest, and right. by that I mean, if this doesn't affect me, then am I going to vote no? And mm-hmm. and I think what I was really pleased to see was this idea that people were really coming to the polls to vote for what was best for the city. Mm-hmm. May not necessarily impact them. They may not worry about flooding in their neighborhood, right, but they understood that we were getting federal dollars. They understood that there were areas of the city where it did flood. you know if if, if it was their road or sidewalk, and they saw, well, maybe this isn't mine my problem today, but it's going to be a problem for someone else, or maybe I'll drive on that street myself. You know, that that kind of parochialism Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, comes out from time to time on these tax questions. Um, Yesterday, it did not appear, uh, at least to to any great margin that affected us. And Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you have to have 57% and you're seeing that you're getting 60-plus right. across the board, um, just very gratifying, incredibly gratifying.
0: Right. Yeah. Neat. Well, I'm sure that the council had considered backup plans in the event that one or more of these questions inevitably failed. Um, what did those look like?
1: They're if all awful. Right? I mean, they're all awful. The uh, the the, you know, it is the backup plans were simply cutting staff, right, and left. Well, I mean, we've cut 600 positions in the city over the course of uh, you know eight years. So mm-hmm. uh, it's not like there's much more staff to cut. I mean, right. what it really boils down to is, could you do these projects any other way? Mm-hmm. And really, the only way you could begin to do any project was you would just have to simply cut something else.
0: Right.
1: And frankly, there isn't much to cut. Right. Um, you know, as, as I mentioned many times to folks when I was out speaking, um, you know, if you look at the city like a house and you say, you know, I want to replace a door and a couple of windows, well, I can kind of reach into my pocket mm-hmm. or save up a month mm-hmm. and write that check. Right. If my foundation is busted, mm-hmm. if I have to replace my roof, I don't necessarily have that sitting in my wallet. Right. In which case, either I have to take out some major loan to do it, right. i.e. a general obligation right. bond, or I don't do it at all. It's and not I, sitting in the piggy bank. It's not sitting in the piggy bank. So, you know, there was this idea that was suggested that if this fails, we'll just, we'll just come up with something else. The reality is that those sorts of dollar amounts aren't just sitting there. Right. And, 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 and so, therefore, you're either doing sidewalks by assessment, like right. we've done, and you'll just continue to do that. Or you'll you'll maybe drag on funding to do a road, and that's what we do now before the passage of the bond, right. where you're saving up money for years and years and years. I, mean, I I give the example of a project that I have worked very hard on to prepare for a moment just like this with North Brighton, mm-hmm. North Brighton north of Vivian Road mm-hmm. has been in some level of planning for twenty years. Right. It is in our five year capital plan. And if the general obligation bond didn't pass, it would still remain on our gen, on our five year capital plan, just given a little bit of money, but with nothing to show for it. Right. So into perpetuity and, with yeah, no results. Absolutely. And so so you know that's the difference here. So when people say, "Is there an alternative?" Yeah, the alternative is we just keep waiting, and meanwhile, the roads get a little worse. They get a little less maintained. The sidewalks continue to to bust in areas of the city that don't have the money to fix them themselves. Meanwhile, the momentum that has been kind of established
0: sort of dwindles and tapers off. Absolutely. And then you kind of sit around and wait for that to mobilize again, and who knows how long that takes. Right.
1: Well, that's it exactly. I mean, you know, people who view some of these larger capital projects that have been done uh, downtown, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's the streetcar, otherwise, and they say, well, where? what about the neighborhoods? And, 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 and so we come and we say, okay, here's this mechanism for us to pay for that work in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Just as when uh, the streetcar, for example, came, well, a mechanism to pay for it had to be created. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, the, you know, there's a cost to things. And as we often said, what you saw in... This general obligation bond offering, especially within question one, uh, roads, bridges, sidewalks piece, right. came d- the vast majority. Of the the bonds, vast majority. Of it, right. right, right. 600 of that 800 million is for that. Mm-hmm. That came from what was consistently given to us in our uh, residence survey. Mm-hmm. Every year, every year, top three was in no uncertain order uh, sidewalks, roads, Public safety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what do we do? We give you sidewalks and roads in question one because that's what kept coming back. as Public the, safety was addressed in the general fund. And, and public safety we address in the general fund, although there's certainly challenges that we have with that. Right. But having said all of that, the uh, if, if the public is saying we want these things, then it is in our interest to provide them the opportunity to have those things. Right. And so... Um, but, you know, I think what people still think sometimes is either that we can just print money or that there is so much waste mm-hmm. that if you just eliminate the waste, I can have, you know, money to do all these things. I actually had, in a neighborhood meeting, a, uh, a a constituent say that, you know, after I gave my presentation, she appreciated everything I said. She said, you gave a great presentation. But she said... You know, I had this issue with animal control, and they left something for two days before they came and picked it up off the streets. Uh, I won't tell you what it is because it was rather morbid, but at any rate, she said, you know, this tells me that there's waste. Now, right outside of her neighborhood was North Brighton, and I said, ma'am, I don't have enough of that kind of waste to pay 14 million dollars to rebuild this street right, right outside your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't have it and, and 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 I appreciate when people have suggested um you know the the various anecdotes they've provided to me on issues that they think where the city could have done a better job. And I don't dispute any of them. We can always do a better job. Right. But, you know, math comes into play eventually and yeah. you know when you've gotten rid of 600 people when you have uh, had to uh, put departments together and consolidate them, right. uh, when you've done a number of things that this city has done, um, at some point you run out of ways to accumulate funds to do projects of any significance. And it's those projects of significance that that uh, we believed, and I continue to believe that people want to see. And so um, I think this is our opportunity with the passage of, the, of this bond that we get to work, we start doing those projects, we start um, fixing those sidewalks, and we show people that what we said we would do, we intend to do.
0: Right. there, There is this idea that when you get back to the waste thing. It's not as if you're going to a luncheon and ordering filet mignon at every meal and that if you just had pizza rolls instead, you know, right. you would be able to solve all this stuff. Right. It's a little more complicated than that. Right. Exactly. Think, um, that's why we have to have a bond. Right. Um, at what point – I saw your tweet, your
1: thank you tweet last mm-hmm. night. At what point did you realize that the ballot measures were going to go chalk? Um. When I saw the returns in Clay and Platt County, mm-hmm. I knew it was before we even saw the Jackson County portion of Kansas City. Right. When I saw that Clay and Platt were coming in at, you know, 70 percent, depending on the question, mm-hmm. I knew then we were going to win. There right. was just no doubt. Um, I think there was always a um, presumption that uh, if the Northland. Mm-hmm were to come in um, at a better than half level of support um, that we were going to be fine I think there was um, a, a belief that in the central part of the city in the and the uh, southwest, uh, or, yeah, southwest corridor. Yeah. Um, our our earlier polling had indicated that 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 group was going to come out strongly for us. Right. Um, to see what happened in the Northland. Um, really suggested that we were going to have a good night, and and not even suggest that your efforts there were were fruitful. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those twenty meetings, right? Those, <laughs> yeah, those twenty meetings and all those emails and you know whatnot. Um, you know, but I, but the other part that was equally fruitful to the percentage was the turnout, mm-hmm. because uh, you know everyone on the election board's side was uh, leading everyone to believe that this would be a low turnout uh, election to almost to a 10% or below, mm-hmm. um, depending on the county. And, you know, I think at the end, if I'm not mistaken, we were hitting close to 20%, which suggested to me that you not only had a um, a message that people were responding to, but that they were motivated to come out and vote for it, wow. and and that again gets to how well uh, that message seemed to penetrate. I, you know, I've I've always been a believer that, um, and I think this actually, I'll, I'll even credit former Mayor Ike Davis for saying this. Yeah. Um, uh, the story has actually been attributed to him as well, but uh, you know, we're we're not selling a tax. Mm-hmm. What we're selling is infrastructure and, and suggesting a value that we can provide. Right. And, you know, of course, since I've, I've had my particular vision set on sidewalks for a long, long time, I, I've said in various meetings that, you know, for the price that you would pay over the course of those 20 years, or for that matter, if as some people have done, you know, they, they want to say it's 40 years, fine. Right whether it's 20 years or 40 years, that increased tax you would pay is less than what it would cost you to fix the sidewalks in front of your house right. if you had to do it. Mm-hmm. And Do you want to roll the dice? Yeah, do you want to roll the dice? Or do you want to have certainty as far as not only what may affect you directly in front of your own home, but what you will get throughout the entire city, mm-hmm. you know, is that value great enough? And I think what this, uh, what this showed was we did present a value, and it was a value that people could see, they could understand, they could do the math right. and say, I can do this, nothing, or I can do this, and it can create a great deal of value for the entire city. And I think I think that prevailed. I mean, frankly... I think that kind of thinking uh, was also at work on question four, right. um, where like, once again people were seeing value. They were not necessarily looking at it as to what's in it for me. You know, they're looking at their total tax burden and saying, "Okay, average of eight dollars a year. Okay, and if you average it out over twenty years, forty years, this is a hundred dollars."
0: Right.
1: Well, you know, I'm paying a lot more of that than that. In my mortgage,
0: right.
1: <laughs> right, right. So you know, it always goes back to value. Do are we creating value? And I think in this case, clearly we were we were successful. Right. And, and you brought
0: up uh, sidewalks on your own, and that was my next bullet point here. So I guess it's a good segue. Um, obviously, you've been a longtime advocate of uh, you know sidewalk repair replacement. Mm-hmm. How important was that kind of last-second clarification in that process, and how the money was going to be spent? Because I know that was something you guys worked on pretty much until the eleventh
1: hour, right? Yeah, I mean the um, you know particularly pertaining to sidewalks, I, I have been through every iteration of it over the last four years, as far as how we report that to individual homeowners, you know how we stretch out the payments uh, even to fifteen years, um, and and really trying to understand all the workings related to it. Um, you know, we we, we passed this uh, resolution this past week mm-hmm. uh, related to sidewalks and asking the manager to come back in 45 days, partially because we've already done so much work related to how we can do a systematic program. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because... Um, you know, there's this adage I sometimes use that some people just can't take yes for an answer. <laughs> that when you say, no, we really will do the sidewalks, then mm-hmm. they'll say, well, no, you're not, or we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, I, I worked along with some of my colleagues, uh, Councilwoman Justice, uh, Councilman Shields uh, in particular, um, to uh, and, and Councilman Reed since it was in his committee, uh, to explain, you know, here's all the work we've done.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Here is really what you have to decide. Do you, uh, you know, what do you want to weight as your most important aspect as far as strategically looking at sidewalks? And that's where you get into the discussion of of how close to schools, how close to um, uh, parks, how close to transportation stops, bus stops, and so Mm -hmm. on. You know, because however you want to weight those things, I can show you exactly where we would go first because these things have a tendency to pile upon one another as right. far as um you know you may have a place that is not only close to a school, it's also close to a bus stop, it's also close to a park, it's also, you know, and and as you have... things are
0: laid out strategically around the
1: city. Yeah, (laughs) and and, and you begin to look at those, and you can say, well, obviously, because this area has all of these things, I should probably make sure those sidewalks are in the best shape, Mm -hmm. and once I'm assured of that, either because I've looked at them and they're fine, or I've looked at them and they need to be repaired, and then they're repaired, and then you can move on. And so, you know, we will, you know, we will develop that and, and then begin to execute that. Um, but, um, you know, it, 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 was, it was a very interesting thing because we've, we've talked about it. We've said, yeah, we're going to do it. Here's how we would do it. And, but still, uh, you know, it was like the, you know, we're, well, I guess we're in the Easter season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, have, you have the doubting Thomas who mm-hmm. says... I don't believe it i've got to put my hands or my fingers in the holes of the hands and all and whatnot, right. so for us, that meant okay, we'll put out another resolution to say here's what the direction we're going to go we're going to you know come okay. back with something in forty five days and then go and execute it um but it was like that with everything mm-hmm. um, you know people wanted layers of of uh specifics on things. We created a list well, then it wasn't specific enough, and I kind of wondered well. If I tell you what I'm going to do in year 19, does that really help you?
0: <laughs> right. And you don't want to, in, you know, I think there was some talk about, well, it needs to be a binding resolution. Well, is is that the smart way to do it if you don't know what the big issue is going to be in year 17, Well, 18? and
1: that's just yeah. it. I mean, you know, good governance requires you to have a certain level of flexibility. One of the issues, just from a budgetary standpoint, that right. we deal with is, you know, if, if, my, if my budget is $1.6 billion, which it is, that's what we passed a couple of weeks ago, and you have a third of it that is water, airport, a third of it, which is general fund, which I can use for anything, mm-hmm. although, as we've pointed out, 76% of that is mm-hmm. going to public safety. Right. That other third are all specialty taxes. Those mm-hmm. are things that the people have said we want it used for this single purpose, right. which is either you know health levy, transportation, parks, um, you know, police, uh, police structures, uh, fire apparatus, you know. So, you know, we can appreciate when people say, we want to know specifically what things are used for. The problem is that when you do that, now you have constricted it for those single purposes, and if something comes up, then you have no way to pivot. Such as a dire need for a sidewalk repair. pick. Right. Or, or to go build roads, or right. to go. So, you know that means that um, if I have to do that, then I have to create a revenue stream that allows for that. The general fund doesn't necessarily really allow for that. Right. Um, it, it allows for us to do some street maintenance. Twenty-four percent of one-third of one point
0: six billion dollars. I can't do the math right here. Yeah, but, um, it's not going to spread as far as you might think. It can't go three
1: hundred and twenty square miles, and it can't build you know forty million dollars worth of road for you every year. Right. It just can't do that. Right. So um, you know, again, when people bring up these issues as they have through this campaign, um, you know, I, I would tell you that. As I as I went from neighborhood to neighborhood, and I went everywhere from, you know, Indian Mound to the East Side to the Northland to areas in the south part of the city, you know, I had to talk equally as much about our budget mm-hmm. as I did about our bond program and what we wanted to do. The Year to year budget or the five right, year budget, right? Plan. All of it, right. all of it. You know, now being. The chair of the Finance Committee allows me the ability to do that because right. I see those numbers and I understand them um but you know it's 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 quite a task to expect everybody who you talk to to be able to drink in not only eight hundred million dollars worth of bonds mm-hmm. but to also be able to process specialty taxes, your general fund uh your five year capital improvement plan. I mean it's a lot and, right. and I recognize that. You know so you, you do at the end of the day, I think as a as a resident or a voter have to say, do I trust this mayor, do I trust this city manager? And not only or for that matter, do you trust your pro tem chair of finance, All right? But you also have to have them trust the process well enough because that process will endure after I leave, after the mayor leaves. Um, our city manager likes to say he, he hopes he's not around in 20 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he hopes to retire before then, but right. but um, it is a lot to take in, and, and the fact that we had the response we did suggests a level of trust that's there, um, a level of understanding of the process that we've outlined that they agree with, um, and the understanding Ultimately, that if you if you want stuff, you've got to pay for it. Right. And um, fortunately, all of those things seem to come together.
0: Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's do a couple quick hits here. I wanted yeah. to
1: ask a little bit. Uh, we we talked about some of
0: this stuff oversight of the geo bonds and how mm-hmm. that kind of uh, flows with the budget and the five year plan mm-hmm. and things like that. Yep. Um, now, question four was an East Side sales tax, I, and there's been some thought, um, you know, some chatter about. Well, there may be not as much oversight over that question as there maybe was with some of the geo bond project and the focus on that. Obviously, the money involved is a lot greater for the geo bond. Right? Um, how do you see, or do you see enough oversight over the question for? And what projects would you like to see emphasized with that?
1: Well, I think uh, you know there's a whole apparatus that now has to be created uh, right. for that, and I think that's really where the question is as far as you know. There's a there's an understanding through the question what the uh, governance is mm-hmm. as far as five-member commission, three of which will come from uh, the city, right. um, where, where the real question comes is what is the support for right. that? Um, how is that to be done? And so my expectation will be that there will there will be some conversations uh, related to um, what role the city may play in providing that support structure.
0: Right.
1: Um, from my point of view, uh, it is totally logical uh, that there be, just by nature of the tax and what it's designed to do. But you know, as far as what I what I hope it will accomplish, um, you know, the biggest impediment for East Side development is very simple. You have to make your numbers work because you are either acquiring property. You are either replacing infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, that's there. Yeah, you know, just as an example, the um, Aldis at 39th and Prospect that mm-hmm. we did last term. You know, there there was so much public incentive in there, and part of the reason for all that public incentive was all the infrastructure, all underneath, all the water lines, all the sewer lines, all of them had to be replaced and rerouted, mm-hmm. and and that costs money. And then when you go back to actually getting into a Price or cost per square foot. Mm-hmm. If that number is too high, you, a developer cannot make the money they need to make. It's for the same reason that you have a TIF at the Linwood Shopping Center. You know there was a lot of scrutiny as far as our questions one, two, and three. Uh, a little less on question four. Right. Uh, there's there's got to be some stuff created, I think, to to um, reassure people on how those funds are going to be used. But those proponents were very correct in saying that there is not enough money to finance gaps. And for that reason, there are developers that will not go to Trust or Prospect, right. um, even despite some of the things that we have done. And we have done a lot in these past couple of terms uh, to, to do East Side development. Sure. But the scale... Is big, and so uh, bringing this new tax to bear, we'll see uh, what we're able to do. So,
0: all right. Now, I also wanted to ask uh, the only one we haven't talked about yet is question five. Um, I kind of relaxed some of the fines related to possession of mar- marijuana and paraphernalia. Right. Um, what did you think of that language on on for that ballot item? Uh, would you like to see it go further? Uh, How would you maybe caution those who see this as a decriminalization?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I I guess there's a couple things I would say. One is um, if anyone thinks that now you can just go light up a joint Mm -hmm. uh, without repercussions, they are wrong. Right. Um, You you know, the reality is that you have a little bit less now or or really a great reduction in... um, the fines uh, you know no municipal jail time and all of that which would seem to invite perhaps those who um, wish to to use that product that Mm -hmm. hey now it's great in Kansas City but there are still repercussions because you know there are still state federal charges that are possible Um, you know if if you still uh, get uh, get uh, dinged for that um, it still appears on your record and if so, you move out of the city of
0: Kansas City, oh, oh yeah, you're trying to get a job in, in Kansas or any other state it's still, that, where, where the laws are a little stricter, that's going to be a big ding on your resume. Oh,
1: absolutely. You know? So, you know, it, it is not necessarily the panacea that I think has been suggested. Now, having said that, I think what this election does demonstrate is the continuing appetite that may be statewide – for some sort of move uh, in that decriminalization direction, or or medical direction, um, I, I have to say I was very surprised at the results in Clay in Platte Counties, mm-hmm. uh, which you know are much more conservative than the rest mm-hmm. of the city, um, and yet the performance was incredible. And so what that really even suggests to me that even in more conservative parts of the state, there may be an opportunity. So now, you know, you have the action that was taken in Kansas City. You have what's happened in Columbia. You have what, ha- what has happened in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those who are interested in a statewide measure, you, you look at these three uh, cities and you can think, well, this has a chance to go statewide. So I kind of look at this more, um, our results more as a potential springboard for statewide action uh, because I would not suggest to people that somehow, even though the fines and punishments are different, that you should just start right. either growing marijuana or uh, walking around with it. Right. Um, because there are still consequences legally uh, in doing so. Right. Okay. Well said. Um, Well, uh,
0: just quickly then, I know we've probably gotten close to our allotment here. Um, Move on to some other issues coming up. But one of the things that you've been um, talking a lot about is... Kansas City Fire Department overtime Mm and the audit that's coming out on that. Do do you have any update that you could probably to let us know at this point?
1: Well, I think what I would say is, you know, my hope is uh, beginning sometime in May, uh, doing a series of meetings uh, in our finance committee uh, just to kind of peel back the layers of the onion Mm -hmm. uh, with with overtime. Um, My frustration has been, and we were reminded today, in our uh, third quarter analysis, mm-hmm. uh, that we expect uh, an increase in overtime to sixteen million dollars. Um, last year was around twelve. Um, so we are, you know, even as we budget uh, right. for increased overtime, we're finding it's still not enough. That it, it is rising faster than our ability to to budget, right. and and consequently, we get to the end of the year. And now we have to take whatever savings we may have had and apply them to pay for it. Um, that's unsustainable over time, and it helps uh, get us to that 76% of general fund number that, that we've talked about. Right. Um, we have done, or I have seen over a series of years, various audits related to overtime. Um, one as recently as uh, as just done you know a couple months ago, all of them seem to be very descriptive yeah. none of them are prescriptive to suggest what you do to change that. so my hope is that at the very least we can dig through all those different aspects of overtime, everything from you know sick leave to you know, are you seeing it more in fire suppression versus the EMTs? Mm -hmm. What's really driving all this? And hopefully by doing that, then we can then suggest some things um, prescriptively as far as to how we either change our policy or at the very least be able to answer the question of what should be the budget number and what level of certainty can we get with those numbers? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of being surprised that we've jumped you know, another third in cost. Can we stabilize that? Can we say, you know, a real number should be half of that, mm-hmm. and 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 build processes that would, you know, be able to uh, to keep that in line, because that's the biggest problem that we have. You know, even in this year's budget, yeah. as people complained about, hey, we need more money for um, for police officers. Which incidentally, consolidation is one of those issues that right. I want to get into uh, after uh, overtime, or whether it is you know our healthcare providers saying, "Hey, we don't understand why there's this administrative charge," right? And now you're you know and, and and that happens across a number of different departments. You know, it kind of gets to that earlier notion related to infrastructure. You know, when you've done everything to try to be lean then at some point you've got to get to your biggest drivers of cost mm-hmm. and and ask the tough questions because you're still going to get the pressure from all the other departments and you're still in a situation where your expenses of operation are outrunning your increase in revenues. Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. So overtime is 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 one of those things that it it just you cannot get away from it Mm -hmm. and and it and when we talk about our budget issues we keep coming back to that over and over again so so we're gonna do a series of meetings my expectation at least at this point is you know starting in May we may have eight to ten maybe more looking at various aspects of uh of that overtime and what's driving that overtime Mm -hmm. and then hopefully coming away with some recommendations uh to that hopefully we can put forward in our next five-year plan and our next annual uh, budget so that um that that is is a tall order and i and i recognize that um but so is coming up with a strategic sidewalk system too and I feel like I'm pretty close on that one, right. so so I don't mind another challenge. All right, it's okay.
0: Well, hey, I'll leave you with this one then. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, popularity at a pretty a pretty high point right now with the um, with the bond passing. Have you considered throwing your hat in the ring for this mayoral race here in a couple of years? <laughs> and if not you, then who?
1: <laughs> well, uh, that will all uh, that that will all come to pass uh, as as uh, as it will, and and certainly uh, there have been. Uh, Many folks who have encouraged me to do that, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, I, I am considering that. We'll see what I come up with, but I will just say um, that I expect there to be many interested parties, mm-hmm. um, as it was the case in two thousand seven. I think there was a dozen people. Uh, in fact, uh, I remember having a um, uh, helping with a number of the neighborhoods in Northeast do a candidate forum, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a dozen mayoral candidates. Uh, where'd you find all the chairs? Uh, well, you know, it, um, it was tough and getting more than two or three questions for everybody was even tougher. Um, you know, in 2011, um, there, there were seven, Mm -hmm. I think uh, that started there. So 2019, we'll have a a number of different people. I, I expect a number of council people will run. Um, but, um, uh, I, I'm encouraged by the number of people who have asked me if I would, and, and we'll, we'll see what we come up with.
0: Somewhat cryptic. I want our listeners to know that we didn't discuss this ahead of time, no, this as, is as true. you might have been yeah. able to tell.
1: Yeah, a- well, yeah, if your listeners could see the look on my face when you asked me that question, <laughs> they would know that to be true. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been focused on uh, getting this bond passed. Uh, you know, and fulfilling the things that uh, we've been working on. Um, I mean, I would tell you, I, I, I mentioned this last night. You know, I've been working on sidewalks for four years, and now I sense a bit of closure coming. Um, I was on the um, the uh, Kansas City Museum Advisory Board back in 2004 until 2014, when it went to the Park Department. I feel like I'm almost a closure with mm-hmm. that particular issue. So I, I am. Uh, I must admit to. Um, kind of, uh, enjoying the prospect of, of finishing projects. Right. And so for the moment, I am going to, uh, to just kind of soak all of that up and then we'll talk about the future after that. Perfect. Well, this is as
0: good a place as any to end it. I appreciate your time. Congratulations again. Thank and, you. Uh, appreciate you sitting down with me today. My pleasure. All right. Thanks a lot, Scott. There you have it. Episode five of the Northeast newscast. This is your host, Paul Thompson. Thank you again for listening, and thank you to First District Councilman Scott Wagner for taking time out of his busy schedule to join the podcast. Have a nice day, Kansas City.